You're listening to Young Honest Mother, the podcast. Here, we'll chat about all things marriage, motherhood, and modern home economics in all honesty. I'm your host, Maris Young. So in today's solo show, I wanted to do a bit of a deep dive into something that is extremely relevant in my life right now, something um, that I'm currently experiencing, something that I've gotten a lot of questions about, a lot of feedback on, and something that I think is a really good topic for discussion, and that is weaning from breastfeeding. So I've been breastfeeding my son for over two years now, and I recently made the transition into no longer nursing him. And I'm being careful with how I word this because I think it's important to note that I didn't make this decision all of a sudden. It wasn't like, okay, I'm done. Um, We're not going to be nursing anymore. So let's just go on about our day in a different way. And I think that's been huge in terms of how well it's going with both me and my son. So I think that this is a topic that I want to hear more conversations on because it is a very valid, very important phase of a breastfeeding journey. And there's a lot of talk about getting started and, you know, finding that good latch and making sure that your milk supply is up and all of that. But I personally, before I reached the point of wanting to wean my son, I hadn't really heard many people talk about what it's like to bring that journey to an end and how to even approach it. So I want to start out by saying that I'm not a doctor, I'm not a medical professional, and nothing that I'm about to say is or should be considered as medical advice. This is just my personal experience. And um, I wanted to share a little bit about how it's been going. So to start, I have gotten quite a few questions about why did I even want to wean? And I am open to having conversations like this, but I think it's important to remember that it might be a sore subject for people um, when talking about this, because some people are weaning not by choice, but because of health issues or, um, you know, all sorts of things that we might not be able to tell by just by looking at the situation at its surface. So personally, I wanted to end our breastfeeding journey on the most positive note possible. And we had gotten to the point, my son and I, where we were already down to nursing about three times a day. Um, Once he started learning how to crawl, our nursing sessions took on a completely different dynamic because he was mobile. So in the very beginning of our nursing journey, he obviously was very still, very calm at the breast, and we were able to nurse for really long stretches of time every time I sat down to nurse. But once he started crawling, he started to become more distracted and would like to nurse for really short spurts of time very frequently throughout the day. And so by the time that I had started even considering to wean when Milo was not even two yet. I was already having the feeling that I was ready to move on. And I could tell that he could be ready to move on if we worked together. 
And so since I was already seeing that our nursing sessions were at that time, they were already down to about three sessions a day. The longest session would be right after he woke up, he would want to nurse and he might nurse for like five minutes on each side. And he's, he was always really still in the morning because I would just bring him into bed. We would lay down and cuddle and I would talk to him or, you know, it was just time to, to bond and to be close to one another. And he was always very still and calm during those sessions. The other two sessions of the day were much more active. He would want to nurse right before a nap and he might latch on for just a couple seconds on each side before wanting to grab his blanket or grab one of his toys and lay down. And so that's when I started realizing, okay, so at this point, it seems that it's more of just a habit for him. And he certainly would want to nurse if he was feeling upset or anxious about things that that seemed to be um, a recurring theme where after he started eating solid foods, the nursing wasn't solely just nutritive anymore. You know, it was an emotional experience, a mental experience of, you know, just being close to mama and being able to, to touch me and to be reassured by my very presence. And as I started seeing him, you know, just want to do other things other than nurse, that is what prompted me to start thinking about weaning him from breast milk. I have always been really communicative with Milo. I think a lot of people tend to underestimate how much even a two-year-old can understand. And so my husband and I have always made it a point to actually talk to him, to actually have conversations about what we can do, um, what we can expect, and and how we might um, want things to go from here on out. And so when I started having this, these feelings, I started telling Milo that baby food is going bye-bye soon. And while I do think that two-year-olds can understand a lot, I think it's also important to kind of speak their language. So baby food is, or was at this point, our cutesy name for breastfeeding and bye-bye, you know, universal, (laughs) almost universal. I don't know. Definitely universal in our household um, phrase for saying like going away. And I started saying that to him after he was done with the nursing session, I would just say, all right, well, baby food is going bye-bye soon. So just remember. And honestly, I didn't even have an exact date as to when baby food would be going bye-bye. I just knew that I needed to start having the conversation and start um, being open to him asking questions because I knew it was going to, I knew it was going to be a huge change in our lifestyle because I've been nursing him since the day he was born. And so um, as I started saying that phrase to him, and I wouldn't say it after every nursing session, but when I would remember to, or when it would pop into my mind, I would just remind him, baby food is going bye-bye soon, remember? And sometimes he would ask me questions like, is baby food going bye-bye in the Jeep? Which is the car that my husband drives. And I would laugh a little bit and say, no, baby food's not going bye-bye in the Jeep. It is just going to be going away. And he would go on about his business, you know? But I think having these discussions with him months and months and months before I actually started the weaning, um, like the physical, like not providing him the breast milk anymore 
was crucial because he had already understood that it was something that was going to be happening in the near future. And like I said, I did not actually have any particular date in mind, but it started to become more and more clear to me that the way that I wanted to start the transition would be in conjunction with a trip that I was going to be taking out of town with my husband to celebrate our wedding anniversary. And I figured since he was going to be staying with my parents and was going to be without breast milk for two nights uh, while we were away, it just seemed like a good idea to combine that trip with the onset of no longer providing him with baby food. And as I started to get more and more clear on that being the time to do it, I would remind him, uh, instead of saying baby food is going bye-bye soon, I would tell him that Dada and I were going to be going on a trip, which is something that I always try to communicate to my son. I know that I'm going to be going out of town or even just on a date night, and he's going to stay with uh, our family to, to hang out with them for the evening. I'll let him know, hey, Dada and I are going on a date tonight, so you're going to be staying with Grandma and Grandpa, just so that he knows what to expect. And I think that has done a lot to alleviate a lot of his stress and anxiety around me being away from him. And he also just has more of an understanding of um, what to expect. And I think that that breeds a lot of safety, especially in young toddlers. So as I started realizing, okay, the trip is coming up, we're about a couple weeks away, we had booked the trip in advance, I would let him know, okay, so baby food is going bye-bye. And he would say, baby food's going bye-bye soon. I'm like, yes, baby food is going bye-bye soon. Dada and I are going on a trip in a couple weeks. And after the trip, there's going to be no more baby food. And that's just how it started. You know, I would just have these short conversations with him mainly because his attention span is not not very developed at this moment. So that would be about all he could sit still for before he was on to the next thing. And I just made it a point of reminding it to him occasionally. Again, it wasn't at every nursing session, but I would make the time to, to share that with him more and more, especially as we got closer to my husband and I going on the trip. And um, as we left for the trip, um, it was really interesting. I I knew that I was going to nurse him one last time and I was going to be very explicit, like, okay, this is the last time for baby food. When I get back from the trip, there's going to be no more baby food. And I, it's hard to explain because I wasn't necessarily overcome with emotion because I was mentally prepared for this transition that we were about to embark on. And because I truly did want to move on to the next phase of our mother and son relationship um, as a non-lactating mother. But I did really feel the significance of the moment. And I allowed myself to process it by writing. I actually shared a post on Instagram about my thoughts on the fact that we were going into our last nursing session and and what feelings that was bringing up in me. And um, I also made sure to acknowledge that my son could be feeling some type of way, as they say. Um, you know, I would say things like, you might be feeling sad because this is the last time, or I know that things are going to be different when I come back. And so it could be challenging, but even though it's new, 
I know that you can, I know that we can do this together. And I think having that kind of mindset that acknowledged that we both might be feeling sad or nostalgic for something that has been a part of our daily routine for the last over two years. And that's okay. But then also reminding ourselves that change is a part of life and we can get through this together. I think that really set him up with a sense of solidarity because this is a change for not just my son, but for me as well. I've found myself ever since coming back from the trip, wanting to nurse him just out of habit. You know, we, we had these set times and these set uh, places in our home where we would nurse. And so almost without thinking, I'll want to pick him up and sit down to, to nurse him. And I have to remind myself even that, oh, no, baby food is gone. And so it's, it's kind of funny. Once we got back from the trip, um, my son, he really loves going places. So almost immediately, he wanted to leave the house and go somewhere fun. And I picked him up as we were about to head out of the house. And he asked me for baby food for the first time since I had gotten back from the trip. And I said, oh, Milo, well, baby food went bye-bye after the trip. And he looked down and placed his hands on my breast and said, but your breasts are right there. And I just, I had to take a moment to laugh silently to myself. But then I said, yes, they are, but they're not going to be sharing baby food anymore. And I was just matter of fact, and he kind of seemed to accept that response. And that was it. So once we did get to the park, he played for a little bit and then eventually started to get fussy. It was towards the end of the day. We knew that bedtime was upon us and um, we wanted to gather up our things. And he came over feeling emotional for whatever reasons. And again, one of the main times that he would like to nurse is when he was feeling upset or feeling his feelings because, you know, that closeness of being right there next to your mom, someone you feel safe with, it really is like a balm for the soul. And um, so I picked him up and he said, baby food, baby food, I want baby food. And I, and I reminded him, baby food went bye-bye after the trip. And he lost it. He broke down into tears and I just hugged him as tight as I could and reminded him that I understood that he might be feeling sad or he might be feeling um, confused about why it's not there anymore, but that we could get through this together and it's going to be okay. But baby food went bye-bye after the trip. And he cried for a few minutes and finally um, asked for his blankie, which luckily we did have. and put his pacifier in his mouth and walked back to the park. And that was that. So um, I also had in mind that in order to help ease the transition, I did want to put something in the place of nursing that could still stimulate that bond and feeling of closeness that baby food once had for us or once held for us. And so being that that was the day that we got back from the trip, once we came home from the park, and started getting ready for bed, I told Milo that there wasn't going to be any baby food before bedtime tonight, which had been a part of our nightly routine up until that point. 
And I said, but instead, let's make some tea. My son loves tea. We had some ginger lemon tea in the cupboard. And um, he also really loves helping out in the kitchen. So I had him help me to fill up our glass kettle with water. I had him pick out a mug for himself. I picked out a mug and he picked out the tea that he wanted and he put his tea bag in his mug. And eventually I had him help me to pour some of the water into the mug. And after it cooled down, we both sat down at his little table and drank a cup of tea together. And I wanted to kind of recreate that that feeling of having like a warm, soothing liquid right before bed. And since I knew that he really loved to have tea, um, that seemed to be like a good fit. So we sat down and we drank our tea together. And I let him know that, again, there wasn't going to be any baby food before bed, but that we could enjoy our yummy tea and sit next to each other. And we drank up all of our tea and I was throughout this whole process, just wanting to be very clear with how this new routine was going to go. I wanted to make sure that I was talking him through what to expect. So I said, okay, so after we're done drinking our tea, we're going to go upstairs, get you a new diaper. Then you can pick out a book, one book that you would like for me to read, and we can read it together snuggled up in bed, which is something that we had not done before the weaning process. But again, I just wanted to have a way to recreate that sense of closeness um, without having the baby food. So we went upstairs and did just that. Changed his diaper, he picked out a book, and we laid down together and read it in bed. And so that has become our nightly routine. We don't always do the tea anymore, although I did want to start out that first night with it just to have something in the place of baby food. But um, every night since then, if we don't get back too late, because sometimes, not going to lie, on the weekends we're out a little bit late. But if he goes to bed at his normal time, then um, we will sit in bed, oftentimes even lay down, snuggle up, and read a book together. And then we tuck him in and head out. And so I really think that since we started having this conversation about expectations surrounding baby food going bye-bye soon, months and months in advance. I really think that that has helped Milo to transition into this new phase so well. Because even though he does still at this point ask about baby food almost every day, his reactions are extremely neutral now when I tell him, well, baby food went bye-bye. Or he'll even tell me, he'll ask me, mama, can I have baby food? And And then I'll ask him, well, what do we know about baby food? And he'll say, it went bye-bye after the trip. So he's been listening. He's been hearing me say this for a really long time now. And there's no emotions with it. Although there are some times when he's feeling fussy and I have to remind him that it went bye-bye after the trip. I'll give him a big hug. Um, And that's that. I mean, he moves on really quickly now. And so I also wanted to chat a little bit about engorgement because... (laughs) I definitely experienced that. After we got back from the trip, um, I hadn't nursed in three nights. And even though my nursing sessions before I left for the trip were very short and very few throughout the day, I still had never not nursed for three plus days. Um, And if I had, I had 
pumped, you know, to alleviate the milk that was swelling in my breast. So that third day, I was definitely feeling engorged. It was starting to become a little bit painful. And, you know, because like I said, I hadn't really heard many people talk about their weaning experiences. And of course, I could do some quick research online, but I I turned to Instagram and put a question box in my stories and asked if anybody had any tips on how to alleviate engorgement. And wow, did I receive a lot of responses. And I had done some previous research on this because I did want to be like somewhat aware of what to expect um, physically when weaning. Because again, it's not just a transition for the child. There's also a huge transition for the mother because you're going from having made milk, you know, every single day for your little one or little ones to no longer allowing that milk to flow. So there can be some physical symptoms and engorgement was definitely one for me. And so I heard from many, many people in my Instagram stories that cabbage leaves were a really great way to alleviate engorgement. And I had read that before, but I didn't truly believe it until people started pouring in in droves and saying, no, 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 you don't understand. It really works. I don't know why, but it really works. So I I wanted to find some relief. So I went out that night and bought a couple of heads of cabbage. And what you do is you just gently tear off a leaf and you can put it in your bra against your breast. And it it acts like an ice pack that is formed to the shape of your breast because it's already kind of cupped since it's been molded against the, the head of cabbage. And it's cold. You keep the cabbage in the refrigerator. And so by the time you put it against your breast, it is soothing and cool. And it really did help to alleviate a lot of the the swelling that I was experiencing being full of milk. And so I did that for the first two or three days. I made sure um, that when I was at home, at least, which I'm at home a lot, that I had some cabbage with me in my bra. And I also would start the mornings out with a really hot shower. If I felt any lumps, like just kind of to massage those out because I have not had mastitis, which is inflammation of the breast tissue that can sometimes involve an infection and can involve many times clogged milk ducts. So I've been really vigilant about making sure that I am relieving the pressure so that nothing gets clogged. So in taking a hot shower every morning, I would just kind of massage it a little bit. And sometimes a little bit of milk would come out, but um, I was careful not to hand express a significant amount because I didn't want that to tell my my body that I actually did need to be producing baby food anymore when that wasn't the case. So hot showers um, have been how I've started my day for um, this entire journey. And after I get out, I will apply a little concoction, as Milo loves to say, of uh, my very favorite body lotion, which I will link in the show notes, mixed with some peppermint essential oil. So that was also something that people shared with me in droves over on my Instagram stories. And if you're not following me on Instagram yet, go ahead and do so because I chat a lot about my behind the scenes day-to-day life over in stories. And plus I post, you know, I post things onto my feed too, but stories is where it's at. And, um, anyways, a lot of people were recommending the peppermint essential oil because that has been shown to 
minimize or reduce milk supply. And so I would apply some of the peppermint essential oil mixed with my favorite body lotion and just massage that onto my breasts. And as you may already know, peppermint, when applied topically, leaves a a cooling, like refreshing feeling. So that sensation after the hot shower was really, really nice. And then I would apply the cabbage for the first couple of days when I still was getting a little bit engorged throughout the day. And a lot of people also chimed in to share that sage tea um, can be really helpful in, in drying up milk supply. So I have some sage tea that I will be drinking to also just ensure that this process is physically coming to an end. But um, I think it's important to note, and I'm going to keep calling this out because one's experience might not be so smooth if it's rushed into. Um, And granted, there are situations where you might not be able to control the timeline of things, but because I was in a position to be able to think about this in advance for so long, I wanted to make sure that I was going as slowly as possible, tapering down the feeds per day and having conversations with Milo and also doing what I could to support my myself physically so that I could minimize the amount of symptoms that I might experience. So in addition to engorgement, I think not everybody realizes that there can also be some emotional and mental symptoms that people can experience when weaning. It really is another opportunity for a hormonal shift because prolactin, which is the hormone that stimulates breast milk production, it starts to decrease as you start to decrease how many times you're nursing. And that means your estrogen levels can then begin to rise. We can restart ovulation. If you haven't already gotten your period, that might be a time when you see it reappear postpartum. Um, And oxytocin, which is the well-known love hormone, which creates those warm, fuzzy feelings while nursing, that also starts to decrease. And so this cascade of hormonal shifts can really start to initiate various symptoms that can be even more intense if you're weaning abruptly. So, you know, I've already mentioned that you may experience engorgement, which is definitely something that um, I experienced in the first couple of days, but you might even experience things like increased mood swings, feelings of anxiety or rage, detachment, hopelessness, and even depression. Some people report feeling nauseous or having headaches and night sweats and being more fatigued than normal and experiencing brain fog that wasn't there before. And You might also be feeling a sense of loss attributed to the end of an era and or a sense of freedom at not having to factor breastfeeding into your everyday routine. And these are just all important things to keep in mind because it's so much more than not providing breast milk anymore. Um, And they can be a lot of factors to consider. So so I think one thing that I want to offer up to the listeners, especially if you happen to be finding yourself in a a period of weaning right now is to remember that this phase, like all others, is temporary. And while things may be difficult or challenging or um, uncomfortable during this period, with time, they should start to get better and you should start to see some changes in your child's temperament and in yours. So that's really how things have been going. it's it's bittersweet. It definitely is. But I feel that it was the right time for us. 
again, I wanted to end on a happy note. I didn't want to be feeling resentful of breastfeeding. Um, and I don't want resentment or any, um, kind of anger or frustration to color why I made the decision to wean. And so, because I was feeling like we really were having a good time and we really were, um, also I could see the signs that we really were both ready to let go of it and move on to the next phase. I really think that that is, that helped us to start the weaning journey with a positive mindset and, and communicating with Milo and setting expectations for how things are going to be now that baby food is not a part of our daily routine has been, from my point of view, it seems to be, seems to have been instrumental in how smoothly things are going so far. So join the conversation as you're listening to this episode, take a screenshot, share it with me on Instagram or on Facebook. And if you have gone through the weaning phase, let me know what that was like for you. What came up? What came up emotionally, mentally, physically? What led you to wean if you are willing to share? I just think that in having these conversations about all stages of life, of marriage, of motherhood, of modern home economics, we can all learn from one another and we can also come together in solidarity and and hold space for the things that we've experienced that I'm sure are very similar to things that others have gone through themselves. And that's it for this episode of Young Honest Mother, the podcast, which means it's time for you to join the conversation. Share your thoughts on social media and tag me at Young Honest Mother. And then pass this episode along to friends and family who need to know that they're not alone on this journey either. Until next time, I'm your host, Maurice Young.